Welcome to the It Is Written podcast. As doubts about God's will arise, the world resorts to feelings and experts. We go to the law and to the testimony of God's word. In today's episode, Gary is going to begin in Numbers chapter 7, where instruction is given concerning how to transport God's holy objects. Most people know that the longest chapter in the Bible is Psalm 119, Mm -hmm. but the second longest is number seven, and it's probably the least likely to be carefully read. If you scan down through it, you'll see why it's very repetitive, but it actually has some things that are very important for us. This is uh, when the Israelites were bringing presents to Moses and Aaron to be able to distribute among the, the people who needed it. And in number seven, verse three, they brought their offering before the Lord, six covered carts and 12 oxen, a cart for every two of the leaders and an ox for each one. Then they presented them before the tabernacle. So Moses receives six carts and 12 oxen. Let's see what he does with them. Verses six through nine, Chase. Yeah, sure. So Moses took the carts and oxen and gave them to the Levites. And he gave the Gershonites two carts and four oxen corresponding to their service, and gave the the uh, Merarites four carts and eight oxen corresponding to their service, under the direction of Ithamar, son of Aaron, the priest. But he did not give any to the Kohathites, since their responsibility was service related to the holy objects carried on their shoulders. So the tabernacle was a movable structure, and as they moved, they would take it down and transport it and then set it up again. And each of the three sons of Levi had a special responsibility in transporting the tabernacle. So the Gershonites, I always remember their work because it sounds like girly, Gershonites girly. (laughs) They carried the girly stuff, the coverings, the cloths, the veils, the curtains, and that sort of thing. And for that, they got two carts and four oxen to help them in the transportation. The, the sons of Merari, Merari man, that's the way I remember it. They carried the manly stuff. They carried the okay. structure of the tabernacle, the boards and all that sort of stuff. And for that, they got four carts and eight oxen in verse 8. But to the sons of Kohath, who carried the holy, carried the holy objects, like the altar and the table right. and the Ark of the Covenant and so forth, they did not get any oxen or any carts It says in verse 9, because theirs was the service of the holy objects which they carried on the shoulder. There were rings in the side of those objects that they put poles on, and they carried them with the poles on their shoulders, and that's how the Kohathites carried their holy objects. Right. So that's that's how God divided those up. Now let's turn over to 1 Chronicles chapter 13, and I want you to see what happens. As David has conquered Jerusalem, and you may remember that the Ark of the Covenant had been captured by the Philistines at right. one point, back in the early chapters of 1 Samuel, because of the wickedness of Eli's sons. And it spent a little time among some Philistine cities, and they decided that they didn't want it, and they sent it back. Yeah. And they sent it back on a cart pulled by, by cows. Right. And uh, the Ark just stayed wherever it, it landed over there. Yeah. And after a number of years, David decides that it would be a good idea to bring the, car, the, the, uh, the ark to Jerusalem sure. and try to consolidate the worship of God. So would you read First Chronicles 13, verses 1 to 4? David consulted with all his leaders, the commanders of hundreds and of thousands. Then he said to the whole assembly of Israel, If it seems good to you, and if this is from the Lord our God, 
Let's spread out and send the message to the rest of our relatives in all the districts of Israel, including the priests and Levites in their cities with pasture lands, that they should gather together with us. Then let's bring back the ark of our God, for we did not inquire of him in Saul's days. Since the proposal seemed right to all the people, the whole assembly agreed to do it. So David proposes that they bring the ark to Jerusalem. Yeah. And this seemed good in the eyes of all the people. Yeah. They, we don't hear that it seemed good in the eyes of the Lord right. what they were going to do, and that may be a significant yeah. problem. And I understand the logic. It's like, let's get the ark back. Let's bring it back to Jerusalem where it belongs. Right, where, where they can worship God in Jerusalem right. with the ark. Exactly. So five through eight. So David assembled all Israel from Shihor of Egypt to the entrance of Hamath to bring the ark of God from Kiriath-Jerim. David and all Israel went to Bala, that is Kiriath-Jerim that belongs to Judah, to take from there the ark of God, which bears the name of the Lord who is enthroned between the cherubim. At Abinadab's house, they set the ark of God on a new cart. Uzzah and Ahio were guiding the cart. David and all Israel, were dancing with all their might before God with songs, with lyres, harps, tambourines, cymbals, and trumpets. So they are bringing the ark to Jerusalem and they are excited. Yeah. They are worshiping God. They're praising God. They're using all the things that God has given them to try to glorify him. But enthusiasm and passion is no substitute for respecting God's word. Right. They are all excited about this. They've got it on a cart. It may not have been the way God originally intended, but you know the wheel was a good invention and it's helpful oh, yeah. to get it uh, transported that way. <laughs> yeah. That's what the Philistines and, had and done. And it wouldn't work for them. So it worked for them. Yeah. And so everything's going along wonderfully until disaster strikes. Mm-hmm. Would you read 9 to 13? When they came to Kedon's threshing floor, Uzzah reached out to hold the ark because the oxen had stumbled. And the Lord's anger burned against Uzzah and he struck him dead because he had reached out to the ark, so he died there in the presence of God. David was angry because of the Lord's outburst against Uzzah, so he named that place Outburst Against Uzzah, as it is still named today. David feared God that day and said, How can I ever bring the ark of God to me? So David did not bring the ark of God home to the city of David, Instead, he diverted it to the house of Obed-Edom of Gath. So this ark was about to slide off the cart or topple off the cart or something, and Uzzah saw the problem. He didn't want God's ark to be uh, to slide off the cart, so he reached his hand to steady it when the oxen stumbled. Totally a reaction reflex kind yes. of thing. Yes, and he was killed on the spot. Yeah. David was furious with God. He called off the whole enterprise. God ruined the entire party. They were trying to worship God. They were trying to glorify God. And God killed Uzzah. And David is very upset about that. He does not appreciate God doing it that way. Of course, when we're frustrated with God, who's in the wrong? Yeah, yeah, we are. Every time. (laughs) So after it stays for two or three months, three months in verse 14, where it was, David has a change of heart. So look at 1 Chronicles 15, verse 2. David says, no one is to carry the ark of God but the Levites, for the Lord chose them to carry the ark of God and to minister to him forever. It sounds like David has learned something. The ark is to be carried, not carted. Yes, yes. He's finally learned the lesson from number seven. Right. And so would you read 12 to 15? Sure. It says there, he said to them, you are the heads of the Levite families. You and your relatives must consecrate yourselves so that you may bring the ark of the Lord God of Israel to the place I have prepared uh, prepared for it. 
For the Lord our God burst out in anger against us, because you Levites were not with us the first time, for we didn't inquire of him about the proper procedures. So the priests and the Levites uh, consecrated themselves to bring up the ark of the Lord God of Israel. Then the, Israel uh, then the Levites carried the ark of God the way Moses had commanded according to the word of the Lord on their shoulders with the poles. It's so important to follow the proper procedures yeah. because they're the procedures that the Lord had given. Yes. David learns a lesson. It didn't work well when he didn't follow God's will. Yes. God, there's a reason why God didn't give carts and oxen to the Kohathites. Right. He did not want those holy objects carted. He wanted them carried. And they needed to discern that and realize that's the way to do it. Yeah. It almost seems like David didn't bother to look in the law to find out what God wanted. Right. He just decided this was a good way to do it. He was doing it for God. He was doing it with enthusiasm for God, with passion for God. But he wasn't doing it with the procedures right. God had set forth. So ignorance is no means of escape. Ignorance is not. And, and just believing that it doesn't make that much difference about right. what specifically God commands. Just so you get the ark back, does he really care what, how you do it? Right. Yes, he does. He and showed that. I like to ask the question, who was at fault in this story? Sure. Yeah, I mean, it's probably a lot of people you could put the blame on. I mean, David, I don't know about you, but the way he says that uh, in verse 13, the Lord our God burst out in anger against us because you Levites were not with us the first time. I don't know if David's wanting to shift any of the blame here, but one of the things we learned is that the king had a responsibility to know the law just as well as the priest. Yes, all of them should have known it. Yes. Somebody should have blown the whistle, spoken truth to power. But right. any way you look at it, they should have done it the way God said. When they didn't do it that way, right. it was disastrous. And I guess my point is, at any level in the Lord's church, wherever you are, wherever you serve, you all have a responsibility to look at God's word and speak up if something's being done not the way God said to do it. This is a good lesson for us. We're not transporting arcs today, but as we seek to do the will of God, we need to carefully investigate the scriptures to find out not only what to do, but how to do it. And we can lead people astray if we're not careful. I think about Uzzah losing his life here. Now, I'd imagine he should have had a responsibility knowing the law as well, but he lost his life as a result of poor leadership on David's part, leading them down this path that was not the way that God said to do it. And so we need to realize what's at stake here whenever it comes to God's word and doing it his way. Yes, it's a lesson in fully adhering to God's word and seeking his will on even the procedures to do the things that he wants done. Yeah, and it reveals a heart that loves God and loves what he said. Right, it's all a matter of trusting and fearing God. Yeah, amen, well said. Thank you for listening to the It Is Written podcast. If you have any questions or comments that you would like to share with us, feel free to send Gary an email at garyfisher1063 at gmail.com. We hope you have a blessed day.